Hello everyone, this is Songs from a Room, an intimate singer-songwriter showcase where I, Bob Palos, invite very talented artists to the podcast for a one-on-one. We'll learn a little about each artist, what inspires them, what brought them to play the music they play, and the moments that led them to write the songs they wrote. Then finally, to play me a song from a room. That's my goal lately. Oh, yeah. Well, that's just, you know, drugs and alcohol, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that works. That does the job. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm rolling now. I guess we could just start it off. Cool. We're, we're on the train, you know. All right. Let's uh, get going. We're here in my apartment with uh, Bryn Eva. She's a, another great songwriter I found uh, on the streets of New York. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Pete's, hard streets of Pete's Candy Shop. Yeah, Pete's Candy Shop <laughs> is where mostly I find everybody. Saw the music, liked the music, and then uh, struggled to make plans for a month. But here we yeah, are. Yeah. We were kicking the can for a while, but I'm yeah. happy we did it. I'm professional at what I'm professional at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I could say it. the same for myself, yeah. But yeah. at least you're proactive in making the initial reach out. For me, I'm kind of like, I will do one open mic every six months, and then I'll vanish into the woods. And then, you know, I'll come back every so often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what, what do you think sends you away? If, or is there something that exhausts you about open mics? Mm. I think performing in general can be really daunting if it's something that you don't do consistently enough and it mm-hmm. takes a discipline, it takes a willingness and sometimes it can be really lonely too, you know? Yeah. Unless you're inviting a bunch of people to open mics, which is kind of corny. Oopsie. <laughs> if, if you invite people to open mics, that's fine. I'll speak for myself. Personally, I see it a lot as like a, it's a practice kind of thing, you know, for when you do the shows. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you know, it's good to do, brush off. That's why it's good to have a haunt, I think. You know, that's why I go to, I mean, I go to Pete's all the time. Music is something you, you don't like performing, huh? No, I love performing. It's interesting. Once I kind of get over the anxiety about it and I'm on stage and I'm in the sort of flow of the song, things click into place and I'm like, this is why I do it. Yeah, you just dread it. Yeah, it's, it's everything surrounding it it's the idea of uh getting yourself dressed packing up your guitar schlepping your guitar getting to the place having to talk to people and i i i don't want to say having to talk to people sounds terrible but it's it's just (laughs) (laughs) i think um socializing can be daunting it can especially post pandemic you know oh forget it we're all still trying to relearn our social skills Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i remember i just like when we first started hanging out with people again like, I'd leave, like, a group setting, like, did I do something wrong? <laughs> it's like, oh, wait, nothing happened. I'm just freaking out about it. <laughs> yeah, you're just a person like everybody else. Yeah. But for some reason, you feel like the worst one, the worst yeah, person. Yeah, exactly. Social anxiety, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, performing, I mean, sometimes I wish I could just show up, perform, and then leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it doesn't always work that way. You know, you got to work around the room and shake the hands and kiss the babies, you know? Absolutely, yeah. I mean networking as they call it networking networking yeah i know but then (laughs) hey look it's worth it i mean i got to meet you yeah um i'm certain i met a couple of other people there but i black out so i don't (laughs) remember their names but they're lovely not not alcohol blackout social blackout oh social blackout yeah 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 yeah, yeah. although come to think of it i should have been alcohol blackout my performance probably would have been stellar (laughs) yeah yeah man just hitting those notes just a a half step off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Exactly. I, I, I have gusto. performed with gusto. I have performed intoxicated on numerous occasions, and I think I've learned my lesson. <laughs> you think it's going to be better. You think it's going to relax you, and it actually, it doesn't. Yeah. 
no, there's a there's a drunk anxiety too. Mm-hmm. Especially when you just realize you don't have control. You're just like, oh, fuck. Yep, this is going where it's going to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah mid-set, and it's just daunting on you that there's no way out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Free bird it is. Here yeah. we go. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I like writing music, which I would consider a very different beast than performing. Absolutely. So do you spend more time locked away with a pen and paper mm. than out on the stage? Mm-hmm. What's, what's your routine like, your writing routine? Um. It's not necessarily routine, actually. I mean, I think different songs come into being in different ways. There are some songs that just magically sort of become downloaded, yeah. uh, so to speak. And you're like, where was that just sort of in the air? And I just scooped it up. Mm-hmm. Um, Elizabeth Gilbert wrote uh, this book called Big Magic, where a lot of what she talks about is the idea of creativity and how if you don't do it, someone else will. Because the the idea, the piece of art is already out there yeah. and it's waiting for just one person to catch it, you know? So, yeah. So you don't like lock out a time of the day when you're like, all right, I'm working on songs. It, you just frequently are or aren't. Yeah. I, I mean, I wish I had the discipline to really, uh, put pen to paper at a designated time of the day at a certain day, even mm-hmm. practicing guitar, I would definitely benefit from having a regimented mm-hmm. schedule, but, um, no, no, I don't. <laughs> Often it, it's this sort of um, build up, this accumulation of feelings, frustrations, thoughts, etc., that I don't address for a while in any form. And then I'm like, you know what? I have to write about this. And it comes out in a song. There it is. That's, yeah. yeah. The will of the way, mm-hmm. if that made sense. Sure. The. Let the spirit of the song find you. Let the spirit of the song find you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, okay. Well, let's talk about, before we get into the songs you're going to do, I guess let's talk about your origins of music. When did you start playing the guitar? So I started fiddling around with it when I was like 13 or 14. I come from a pretty musical family. Um, I'm the middle child of three. My younger brother is an insane instrumentalist, singer, human i mean he could pick up any instrument and play anything all the time um so you can imagine it was actually very intimidating yeah. <laughs> for me to try hearing my little brother in the other room just oh you can't do up. this just oh yeah, like... yeah and that's the worst part he wasn't even a show-off about it and isn't so yeah. like i yeah it's all me it's all in my head he could care less what i do or, or don't do but um, <laughs> i kind of fiddled around with it 13 14 years old then i put it down and like I don't think I started playing again until I was like 21, 22. And it's weird because I'm only 23 now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I think during the pandemic is when I really buckled down and thought, okay, all of these half-written songs that you have, they're, they're not going to just finish themselves, yeah. um, which is where that, you know, half of it might be that sort of magic mm-hmm. where it comes to you, but the other half really is you know, sitting yourself down and really trying to harness yeah. what it is you're trying to say and, you know. Put, put in that work. So you, you had a few ready to go when you started hit, hitting the stage or? Uh, kind of. I would say my presence as a performer in this city is negligible at best. I do <laughs> the odd open mic here and there. I'm trying my best. I have um, very talented friends. I'm, I'm blessed with that, who, whom I really look up to with regard to their grit and their ability to show up and, and play gigs and, and be on the road, mm-hmm. um, which is inspiring me. And, and I consider actually this part of that for me, 
you know, someone reaches out, really cool dude from an open mic and says, hey, I have a music podcast. And we're doing it. This is, yeah, it's the work. It's the work. Get yourself out there. Yes. Well, you just put out a single, I think, right? Yes, did you? I did. Yeah. Oh, my God. Thank you for reminding me. I'm like, oh, where am I? Um, <laughs> yes, I put out a single last week. Uh, it's called Closing In On Me. Wrote that during the pandemic. Okay. Um, and it's very much inspired and informed by things I saw during the pandemic. All right. Mm. Should we listen to that song? Or is that the one you were planning on playing? That is not the one I was planning on playing. Oh, okay. I might at some point, but I could do... It's on Spotify, mm-hmm. right? So you had written all these songs during the pandemic, or you were you were starting to write gathering songs. Sure. Uh, and then, had you been on stage before the pandemic? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I um, I started doing theaters when I was really young. I used to do it in school. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it definitely wasn't my first time on stage. I think. Um, but your first time doing your own songs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of this is really new for me. Uh, but really exciting, and I think it fits the best. Nothing feels more right than being able to speak your own words and your own truth and in your own way. Absolutely. Yeah. I like that. So what's the song that you're going to play for us? The song I'm going to play is called Come Over. Come Over. Yeah. And uh, I got to be honest, the reason I chose this one is because it's two chords. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think that's what I feel most comfortable with Yeah. right now. So it's a two chord song, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool. Honestly, I used to be uh, quite judgmental of my musical prowess with regard to guitar mm-hmm. or any instrument for that matter. I have pretty good confidence in my vocal skills. That's always been my strong suit. Um, but yeah, I always wanted to excel in the guitar in a way that doesn't serve music you don't need to be ripping yeah solos or <laughs> yeah and um it's actually there's a song i think by nico case it's called middle cyclone and i was listening to it recently and i realized there's only two chords in that one and i was like well she could do it i could do it <laughs> yeah i mean you know sometimes the best music is simple i agree all right well let's hear it and then we'll talk about it some more sweet uh here live in my apartment <laughs> we're uh gonna hear come over Some incense burning and a record turning and a bed I've only very roughly made. My roommate finally got a job, the door's unlocked, just turn the knob. I'll be lying here waiting today. Come over, darling, it's okay. Come over, darling, I'll be home today. And we're living in 2007 Before everything was turned into a game When a phone was just a phone And we knew how to be alone And yet we never felt as lonely as we do today Come over, darling It's okay Come over, darling I'll be home today It isn't the same Hanging out in the day With just the sound of the rain On my window pane. 
But it's better, believe me, than I can be deceiving Put your trust in me It's better, babe, believe me Let me lower your defenses Let me sharpen up your senses You'll remember what it's like to feel alive I've got so much time to waste I've got a craving for your taste No, I'm not ashamed to say That you've been on my mind Come over, darling It's okay Come over, darling I'll be home today No, it isn't the same Hanging out the day with just the sound of the rain on my window pane but it's better believe me than i can be deceiving it takes just one look at you and i'm seeing blue i want all of you come over come over There it was. Come over. Come over. <laughs> I loved it. That was great. <laughs> Thank you. I love a I love a narrative opening. Or you know, it was like a very scene setting mm. opening uh verse. That one is very true to life, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. True to a lot of lives here in Brooklyn. I know that much. Oh yeah. Yeah. If your I roommates mean, out for the day, forget it. Come over. <laughs> yeah. You only get so much time mm-hmm. where your apartment's your own. Yeah. Savor those windows. Yeah. Half make that bed. (laughs) (laughs) Always. Yeah. I remember I I learned how to finally make it while I was in it. We just like stretched my arms and legs out and then just slide out from underneath it. Okay. That's impressive. Yeah. I mean, it looked looked terrible, but. (laughs) You do what you can. Yeah. My bed was made enough for me to get married. (laughs) (laughs) Genius. Now, if you could fold a fitted sheet. Yeah. See, that's. No, yeah. Mm-mm, I can't. No, nobody can. You have a lot of. You do have a a large vocal prowess. Oh, thank you. But of course, yeah. No, very impressive. The song is very literal, so it's kind of hard to dissect. Not a lot of nuance, no. <laughs> but I like it. No, because it is. It, it's just a feeling that we've all had. I love this. I never actually talk about my lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> Come over. Well, yeah. I also, I mean, I think, so the middle verse is, um, we can pretend we're living in 2007. Oh, yeah, that line was yeah, great. before everything was turned into a game, when a phone was just a phone and we knew how to be alone. This is really fucking embarrassing, but I actually had a moment where I thought about my high school boyfriend, um, and we did not have smartphones yet. Oh, yeah. Ten cents for a text. Kind of, that kind of <laughs> thing. It was all QWERTY, baby. And yeah. it, it definitely changes your experience of the world. You're just more present. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love getting to just hang out with someone, listen to a record, listen to the rainfall, mm-hmm. just be people, you know? Yeah, not on Instagram. Mm-mm. Yeah, going out to dinner sometimes, my wife sometimes, it's still like we're supposed to engage in each other, 
Of course. But then your phone is just always beckoning you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, it's addictive. And I am fully addicted. I mm-hmm. mean, speaking of the pandemic, I think it's only gotten worse. It's yeah. a compulsion. I'm kind of like, yeah. what's going on? Nothing. I, I see a lot more people crossing the street on their phone now. Like, not even, like, looking down into the, <laughs> into oh, the yeah. screen. Oh, yeah. It's like, wow. We, <laughs> we've we've gone, come, to, come of an age. Yeah. Yeah. There's actually a movie I watched recently. It's called Only Lovers Left Alive. Um, is it Jim Jarmusch, the director? We're going to go with that. Um, it's with Tilda Swinton and Tom Hiddleston. Look at me dropping facts like I know what I'm talking about. But the <laughs> without, whole, without your phone, by the way. Th- thank you. Let it be noted. I was not looking this up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it really resonated with me because it was a slow-paced movie. Mm-hmm. And so many of the scenes were just that. It was these two lovers hanging out, listening to music, lying in bed, smoking joints, dancing around the living room, and you could hear crickets in the background, and, and, and it was just, you felt like you were just spending time with these people, like you were in the room with them, and it was like, oh, this is what it's like to do that? Like, yeah. And not be looking at your phone. But yeah, so do you say a lot of your songs are, you, f- you feel uh, literal, or do you have a lot more metaphorical songs? I would say a lot of them, they're literal. I I would like to venture into the realm of more symbolic songwriting, but for the time being, it's so therapeutic mm-hmm. <laughs> that I think I, I can almost only express things literally. I would say my songs are very informed by social commentary. Um, in fact, this so the single I just released called Closing In On Me, um, which at this point I'm, I might even just, we'll play it, I'll play it, I'll try, I'll try. <clears throat> I just feel like un, unrehearsed. Uh, Yes, definitely unrehearsed. Uh, again, with the guitar, my vocals aren't even in the best shape right now, which is why I'm like, thank you. <laughs> I'm so glad I did a good job. No, yeah, that, that, this, that was, you're pretty on there. Thanks. Yeah, you do have, you have a lot of, so you, you've obviously taken vocal training. No. You haven't? Mm-mm. Oh, because you have like a lot of uh, technique in your like, you know, descending in between chords and stuff. Oh, sure. Yeah. No, I, I would say my training is just singing other people's music. So like the ability to, I suppose, uh, change between different registers, like I guess your head voice and your chest voice and stuff like that. Yeah. Listen, you grow up listening to Joni Mitchell, you're going to do that. You know, <laughs> that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Joni Mitchell is an influence. I could see that now. Oh, totally. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. She's great. Oh, yeah. Iconic. Well, closing in... Or- Closing in on me. On me. Closing mm-hmm. in on me. That's the other one you wrote. That's mm-hmm. the single out. Yes. What inspired you to cut this one? To record this one and, and release it as opposed to any other one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, that's a really good question. I have no idea. I, I, I think it was just a matter of what did I feel was relevant, um, which again, my lyrics are often social commentary informed, so could have been any one of my songs but it just it felt right there you go felt right it felt right yeah i should <laughs> shut up and stop trying to make it more profound than it is i it just felt right uh, cool yeah all right should we play the song first yeah we could play it and then yeah. Uh, yeah right let's do it books and boxes line the pavement Outside the brownstones that now lie vacant First they flocked to us, now they fled from us Left for dead to rust, runaway tourist They came, they conquered, they left us in smoke 
Manhattan's over, now Brooklyn's a joke. It's almost fun, see how they run. Shocks no one, there's nothing new under the sun. So I'm here trying to drown out the din of the dystopia. I don't want to hear about the future. I don't want to mourn the human race. I don't want to read another feature telling me to find another place, but it's closing in on me. Yeah, it's closing in on me. While the lucky ones all shrink from the coast The rest of us are left to drown or to roast I hope the suburbs are happy to host I hope you choke on your avocado toast So I'm here trying to drown out the din of the dystopia I don't want to hear about the future I don't want to mourn the human race I don't want to read another feature Telling me to find another place but it's oh tried that was good (laughs) definitely a harder song to perform yeah (laughs) that was that a lot of rhythm changes Mm -hmm. and vocally it was sounds that was you know thank you for doing it for me yeah of course i need the challenge honestly there well you did it and you succeeded danka (laughs) yeah so that that's out you just read now i get the avocado toast reference (laughs) (laughs) it's the late if you see it the single it's the the cover is uh eating avocado toast Mm-hmm. In the suburbs, huh? So is that an F you to all the people that f- that fled the city? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's just a, it's a commentary on class divide. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it it's always been that way, which is, a, you know, the line, um, there's nothing new under the sun. See how they run. It's basically people who have the means to save themselves We'll always do that, which mm-hmm. I suppose makes sense. But on the other hand, it's just so exploitative. They come, they ring us dry, and then they're like, okay, well, <laughs> there's nothing happening in the city right now. Nobody can make my fucking sandwiches. So, yeah. So. Yeah, out to the suburbs. White mm. flight yet again. White flight, yeah. You know what? That should have been my uh, title. An <laughs> alternative working title, white flight. The reverberations of white flight, but then people also wanting like a cute little downtown. Mm-hmm. So, like, they, like, buy all these buildings put up these avocado toasts right next mm-hmm. to, you know, housing projects and the people that can't afford to live there anymore. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just this sort of willful blinders lifestyle, which is just, it's, it's, yeah, difficult to witness. It is. It's tough. But, you know, we then do. write songs about it <laughs> <laughs> and blow out the microphone, <laughs> screaming about it. And you didn't take any vocal training, huh? No. Just got natural pipes like that. Well, I guess theater, too. So you did theater, a lot of... Theater, yeah, yeah. I mean, that'll definitely train you for it. A lot of it. breathing exercises and stuff. For, yeah. Yeah, because you have a great uh, yeah, vocal range. Yeah. I grew up in a Jewish household, too, where we would scream at each other a lot. And be- <laughs> believe me, that really helps the vocal cords. <laughs> Trains you, rather. Yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, you wrote that one. You that one you pressed out because yeah. it felt like the times. Yeah, doesn't it? I mean, it felt like might as well come out the gate with something that just uh, I said what I said. Yeah, and you do. You say it straightforward. Look them in the eye, and tell them you they'll you hope they choke on their avocado toast. Cho- yeah, the original line or one of the lines was, um, "I hope they burn your avocado toast." And they thought, Mm-mm. "No, I hope you choke on it." <laughs> it's a little harsher. Yeah. Yeah. Are you planning to record any other of your uh, singles? Absolutely. Yeah, I have such a backlog at this point. Um, it's just the logistics of you know uh, getting the people together, getting the funds together. Sometimes. Oh um, yeah. You know, recording is expensive. It's it's expensive to be poor. It's expensive to be an artist. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Working on it though, and I think my next one, it's either gonna be come over, mm-hmm. um, or or a song that is uh, its working title for the moment is tortilla chips. So I think I have a theme going with foods and <laughs> just discontent. <laughs> <laughs> foods and discontent. Mm-hmm. Is that going to be the name of the album? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Tortilla chips, huh? I wonder mm-hmm. what that one's about. Well, what are, what are some of the lyrics? Um, so, uh, um, well, the sun has started setting, and I'm sitting here regretting all the things I didn't do today. What a wasted way to live. Okay, hold on, hold on. And then the tortilla chip says, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I made myself a salad. Get this weight off my hips. Then I found a pint of ice cream and a family bag of tortilla chips. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah, very often in my life, a an entire bag of lime Tostitos. I mean, it's a, especially the lime ones have a weird... I feel, I feel like there's like a chemical addiction to it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Like it's got a weird like tangy bite. And then you're like, just keep doing it and your tongue hurts. But you, you, you can't keep stop. Eat, yeah. 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 Whatever they're dosing it with, uh, keep it coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we hope you keep these songs coming. Uh, it's been great talking to you today. Thanks, Bob. Yeah. And I hope everyone enjoyed it. I know they did. Her single's out on Spotify. Bryn E-V-A. Eva. Yeah. You, know, you got it. Bryn Eva on Spotify. Check it out. Follow her. If you do want to see information about actual gigs, you can uh, go to my Instagram page. Which Instagram. Is, yeah. Follow her on Instagram for yeah. her next shows. All right. Well, thanks, thanks, Bob. Thank thanks for listening. We did. This was Songs from a Room. Thank you to Ben Shapiro for providing all the theme music. Any inquiries, just email us at songsfromaroompodcast at gmail.com. Stay tuned, dialed up, and downloaded for the next episode. Bye.